Hello, everyone. I'm Sophia, and you're listening to Beyond Study Abroad, the Notre Dame Study Abroad podcast. Take me to the always open fire light. Give me just a spark and we can make these sheets ignite. Let them burn away desire while the beggar sleeps outside. I wanna be bold. Welcome back. I know what you're all thinking right now. That was not our usual Beyond Study Abroad intro music. And you're right, that is actually an original song called Every Street that was composed and produced by our very own interview guest today, Joe Andrews. Joe is a senior here who studied abroad in London during the fall of his junior year and experienced so many cultural and societal differences throughout the many cities and areas that he visited both in the UK and throughout a number of European cities that he traveled to during the semester. These experiences resonated with him so much that he actually turned to music to express himself and produced this beautiful song called Every Street about his time abroad. So today, Joe is here with us to give us some background about his song and what specifically about his study abroad experience inspired him to write such a beautiful piece. So let's start out with a quick introduction. Yeah, totally. So as Sophia said, my name is Joe Andrews. I'm a senior here now, which is crazy to say, at Notre Dame, majoring in business analytics and minoring in journalism. And as stated, I was studying abroad in the fall of 2019 in London and had an absolutely amazing time. And this is why I'm looking forward to this podcast so much, because talking about study abroad is something that all abroad kids love to do. And this is the perfect chance to do it. So thank you for this. Thanks so much for being here with us. Um, So London is obviously a very popular program among many Notre Dame students. So can you tell us, Joe, what unique aspects about the London program kind of made it seem attractive to you to apply to it? The one thing that jumps out to me that I realized abroad is that if things are cliche, it's probably because they're true. And London is kind of the cliche study abroad program at Notre Dame. It's the the non-basic one, if you will. But I think that's because it's such an amazing city. And it's like New York or, you know, there's other cities in the world that you can point to at that scale where it's like you can find so much diversity, so many fun things to do, so much culture to see, so much history within the city itself. And even if London is the cliche study abroad program at Notre Dame, it's that way because it's such an exceptional place to be. And the energy of the city was always apparent and always interesting things to see, always interesting people to meet. And that was what really drove me. It was also very convenient just for academic reasons, being in Mendoza. But um, it was really that draw to be in one of the greatest cities in the world, not just now, but over the last 500 years, one of the eternally greatest cities in the world Mm -hmm. uh, for four months to really invest myself in that city's culture. That was what really drew me to the city. Oh, I totally agree. And when you mentioned the academic reasons, can you tell us a little bit more about the classes that you took there and what kind of academics um, you got involved in in London? Yeah, so there's really two academic classes that took as far as like requirement classes. There was macroeconomic analysis, which was a Mendoza requirement. And then there was a theology, the Holy Spirit that it took to knock out that second university requirement. The other two classes I took were two classes that I would never take on campus, not because I wouldn't enjoy them, but I would just never think of taking them. So one was London Theater, which was taught with a professor named Jay Skelton. And that was an extremely popular class when I was in and all the students loved it. And what we did pretty much was every Wednesday night, we would go to a new show around London. Pretty much we'd go see the shows on a Wednesday night and then the next class period we'd talk about it. And that was the routine of the class. And never something I would ever consider taking 
on campus just because I'm not a theater major. It's not really, you know, my usual thing. But boy, did I love that so much. And that was one of the interesting things about study abroad was that you get the chance to take those classes that you, that you wouldn't think of taking on campus. The other one I took was playing Shakespeare, which was a wild experience. This, we spent the first seven weeks in the classroom learning about Shakespeare, learning about the theory and different techniques that he used in his writing. And then the last half of the class, you're in the Globe Theater with the Globe Theater actor learning one of the plays. And the play we did was A Midsummer Night's Dream. And there was like eight of us in the class. It was a really fun group. And that was about as outside of my comfort zone as I could imagine for a class to be because business majors aren't usually seen on the Globe Theater stage acting. But it was another just incredible experience. I look back on very fond memories and something that as one of the things I went back and studied abroad and been like, and be, think like that was something that was super special that I did. And I would never have the chance to do that if I wasn't in London studying abroad. So those are two classes that weren't requirements, but definitely were highlights of my experience. So aside from all of the academics that you did in London, what are some of the other um, experiences that you had strictly within the UK exploring different areas of London or different areas of England um, before traveling to other countries? Yes, yeah, so I set aside pretty much the first half of the semester until fall break for explicitly exploring UK. And I looped Ireland in with that as too. So we'll, we'll call it British Isles, if you will. But um, the very first, because we had like five days when we landed in London, when we started class. So I spent those five days going as many places as I could in London because you're just so excited when you, you know, your boots hit the ground in a new country that I wanted to see as much as I could. So I went to British museums there, Hampstead Heath, and went swimming in a weird swimming hole there, which was wild. And of course, you know, you go to Hyde Park and you see, you see Parliament, but we were living right by Parliament, as you know, so you could see that pretty easily. There's a lot of things that when I first hit the ground that I just wanted to see in the city. The first weekend we were able to travel, I went up to Manchester and Liverpool up in Northern England. And both of those were super, super distinct cities culturally, where once you got into Manchester, it felt like Manchester. And I'll talk about that a bit more because that's actually what inspired the start of Every Street. But um, Liverpool is another place I super enjoyed being at because I'm a massive Beatles fan. So you can imagine I had to go to Liverpool. That was on the essentials list. And Liverpool is right on, right on the Mersey River. Beautiful, beautiful town, cool city layout. So really enjoyed that trip. Also went to Oxford. And then um, also went camping in the Scottish Highlands with some friends from the Notre Dame program. But um, it was another really fun group of weekends. So yeah, I do feel like I explored the UK and the surrounding areas a good amount in that first half of the program before going elsewhere and really loved it. There's so much in the UK to see a lot of, like I said, a lot of history and a lot of just really special, culturally distinct places to go where the minute you land there, you're like, this feels like I expected Liverpool to feel or how I expected Manchester to feel. So really love the UK in general. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you said that because there's, I feel like a lot of talk about uh, like European travel, like while you're abroad, like going to see other countries. But I feel like there's still a lot to be said about traveling within your host country and within the country that you're studying abroad. And so I'm glad that you got to experience that and are sharing those experiences now over this podcast for future students to listen to, where that's in the future where travel might be a little bit more restricted to other countries. There's still a lot to do within the UK, a lot to do within your host country. Um, so besides travel or maybe including travel, was there anything that you could say made your specific study abroad experience unique compared to other students that went to London? First thing that jumps out, and I'm not going to say this is the safest thing to do, so, so take this with a grain of salt to some degree, but um, I traveled alone a lot, and that was some, somewhat intentional because 
there's always that mindset of like, you get to Notre Dame program, you're kind of in a bubble. Everyone says the envy bubble. And it's true. And I'm sure you can agree that it's true. Where you're surrounded by Notre Dame people so often that it's hard to really you know, get outside that comfort zone. So I went a lot of places by myself. And what I've started to realize is once you're at that level of vulnerability, you really start to explore things a bit deeper and you start to just think and reflect in your own head a bit more because you're not always keeping conversation with someone else. You're kind of just walking around thinking and exploring on your own. And that was super helpful to me. And that was something that was, I think the main thing that would differentiate my experience from other students. And I found that really beneficial. Once again, there's a safety element to that that you have to be careful with. So take proper precautions, know your, know your emergency action plan, whatever. But um, that was something I don't regret in the slightest because it really gave me, I think a unique chance to form my perspective on these cities I was visiting. So was it maybe some of this like reflection that you did on your trips by yourself that kind of inspired how you wanted to share your study abroad experience through your music? Can you tell us a little bit about what it was um, during your semester abroad that kind of inspired you to write this song? So the whole idea behind Every Street started in Manchester when I was there because I was literally walking to just a Man City soccer game and I crossed the street called Every Street. I'm like, that's super cool. That's a cool name for a street, Every Street. And how most songs when I write them start is I just get a cool phrase or a cool line or just a cool idea like that. And then one or two lyrics will just pop out and a melody will start forming. And sometimes it ends up being a full form song right away. Sometimes it's just one or two lines. In this case, it was just one or two lines of the opening lines of the song are, Oh, the red lights down on every street are howling tonight. You got to be the one to take me to the always open firelight. For some reason that just came out and every street had this like vibe of a very sultry nightlife scene like Manchester has. It's known for being kind of a party city at night. So I was picturing every street in that specific frame of it's a, it's kind of a dark party song. And that's what I was hearing in my head. And so that sat, sat still for a solid two months before I really touched it again. And I didn't really think about it much. Cause one thing I was trying to not write, I was trying to go out and be with people and see cool things instead of sitting in my room writing songs. But I eventually went to Amsterdam on a fall break trip and was there exploring the city. It's absolutely gorgeous. I'm not sure, did you go to Amsterdam? Yes, did I did, it? I loved it. Beautiful, yeah. Canals are just absolutely gorgeous and at night when everything's reflecting off the canals. It's just a breathtaking city. So absolutely loved it. But there was one experience I had when I was looking for, I forget what the church is called. It's one of the ones that like named Joe Bainted. It was, I forget what it's called. It was one of those long complicated names that I could not pronounce, but whatever. I'm in Google Maps trying to find it, turning around, do, doing circles, clearly a tourist, not knowing where he's going. And this homeless man walked up to me and was like, oh, you clearly need help finding something. Can I help you? And he gave me a few tips and gave me some directions and was like, okay, all the addresses, if they're going down, you're going closer to the train station. If they're going up, you're going away from the train station. Tips like that, that for a local probably made a lot of sense. For a tourist, I was still going to use Google Maps. But I, it was very nice to have that conversation. And we talked a bit more and super nice guy. And eventually by the end, as I kind of expected, he was like, just so you know, like I'm sleeping on the streets tonight. If you have anything to spare, if you could offer it, that'd be super nice. And I gave him, it, was, it wasn't a ton. It was like a fiver. I didn't have much cash on me. But once I gave it to him, he looked at me and the vulnerability in his eyes came out immediately and was like, thank you. And he hugged me. And for some reason, you always talk about when you're studying social issues about how a thousand statistics can't matter as much as one good story. And when he hugged me, all of a sudden it was like a hyper acknowledgement of, oh my gosh, this guy's human. And that made me feel so guilty to some degree because I felt like I could have helped him more 
and I'm sure we've all kind of felt that experience before with people of we gave them some money, whatever it was, but we felt like just with people of our privilege, of our place in society, we could have done something else to help this person out. And I walked away from that and all of a sudden my mind went back to every street that I started back in Manchester and was like, oh, now I know what every street's like. I Every street is not a vision of just partying. It's not just nightlife, but it's nightlife juxtaposed to the poverty outside. And that's what the story is about. It's about people that are minding their own business, enjoying the city as a tourist next to people who are in intense poverty and on the streets begging. And that's where the story of the song lies. And so at that point, um, I started walking around just like writing the lyrics in my head. And I would not have had that revelation if I wasn't by myself reflecting. It was very much um, the mood of that night was this intense experience with that homeless man and being like, wow, this is moving me. Why is it moving me? Why is it having this profound impact on me? And that resulted in the song, but that was all as a function of reflecting about, reflecting while I was by myself walking around the city. Wow, that's very like deep. And, and I'm glad that you shared this perspective because it is hard for a lot of students like us coming from a wealthy area, a wealthy university, Notre Dame, and going and being tourists. It's hard for us to see the other aspects of the country other just, than just the tourist locations that we're going to. So I'm so glad that you're able to share this and share it through that song. So do you mind if we listen to a little bit of the song on here? Absolutely, play it. much for sharing your song can you tell me a little bit about what it is that you hope that others will take away from the song uh, every street as they listen to it kind of what you just touched on before of your role as a tourist in a city is very weird because i'm a tourist i was a tourist all abroad i love being a tourist i love traveling to places i love seeing the coliseum once again as i said before it's cliche but it's cliche because the coliseum is cool 
you know, all these places that are famous for being tourist locations are genuinely really cool to see for the most part. There's some exceptions. But what I started realizing as I went to these European cities and European capitals and in America too, I'm not going to say it's just Europe. The true heart of the city isn't in the tourist attractions, it's in the locals, in the people, in the alley shops that are, you know, had their businesses for three generations and the homeless people in many respects. And so we have this tendency to cover that side of the city with these glamorous tourist attractions and try to hide from the underlying issues. But I think part of being a tourist is bearing witness to that, that hidden part of the city and acknowledging what your place in that city is, what your role in that city is. And you can still enjoy the Coliseum while still acknowledging that there's homeless people living around it and trying to empathize with that and understand what problems are causing it. And that was the main thing when I was writing every street that I wanted people to take away was that it's fine to go on every street, and, you know, live up your life and, you know, whatever the metaphors are in the song, whether it's the bar or the, the street where the people are taking pictures or the, there's a, a brothel in the first verse where it was from Amsterdam. So naturally speaking, um, it's fine to go to those places, but just acknowledge what your role is and think consciously about what you're doing in that city because there are people what this is their this is their home and the people aren't living in the Coliseum, they're living in the rundown neighborhoods around it and we should be conscious of that. That that was really the takeaway for it for me. And it was a very reflective experience for me to get this song out and feel like I had those thoughts embodied in one piece of work. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that people will take that away from listening to Every Street. I certainly did. And I, I'm so glad that I got to hear this background of your thoughts while you were writing the piece. It, it makes it all the difference now for me listening to it. Um, and so kind of as a last question, we always like to ask our interview guests on the podcast, what advice would you give to other students? So for you specifically, I guess, what advice would you give to students studying abroad in the future going to travel to all these countries, being these tourists like we were just talking about, maybe advice on how to keep in mind the other aspects of the country that they're maybe not seeing and just the tourist attractions. So would you have any advice to future students to keep this in mind? I'll start with the deep stuff because we're on that topic. And let's just close that out before I go to some of the more, some of the more fun aspects. Go on walks and that sounds lame and like obvious in some respects, just go on walks around the city. But if you're constantly just hopping from tourist attraction to tourist attraction to tourist attraction, that's fun and cool and you get a lot done. And I did that too, to some degree. And by no means saying I was perfect in this respect, but going on walks and exploring some of the, just the regular streets of the city and seeing some of the corners that might not be on you know, Apple Maps highlights, but that you might just stumble upon yourself. I think really open your eyes to some of the things that exist beneath that city that maybe TripAdvisor doesn't want you to see or that timeout doesn't have on their high promotion pages. So go on a lot of walks and alongside that, as I said before, travel in small groups. If you can travel with one or two people that you feel really close to. And I feel like once the bigger the group gets, the less flexible your travel arrangements become and the more quote unquote basic the travel arrangements become because you have to kind of cater to what everyone wants to do. And that's going to be the tourist attractions, which once again is fine. Everyone wants to see those, but travel in small groups at times when you can to get that more intimate experience in the city. Moving on from that, this is something that I had to really turn off about myself because I'm from a low income family. We're not usually spending extravagant amounts on travel, but I had to get in the mindset when I was in Europe of I'm only going to be here once. So if I want to do this one attraction in the city, I'm going to just, you know, spend a bit more than I normally would for a normal night out and see it properly. 
And I know that's hard because like, I didn't have a ton of money. I'll say it. I was traveling abroad on a decent budget, but to kind of get out of that mindset of constantly save money and to transition into a mindset of let's see this right when I can, or the things that are really important to me, let's try to do them right. So I get this experience for once in my life that I think is super important because if there's one thing I think we'll all agree that's good to spend money on, it's cool experiences. And that's what abroad is. It's four months of really cool experiences. So when you can try to find money, maybe save, save a few dinners out in London or save going out to the bar a few times and save up that money and use it for something else in the city that you think would be really cool. So just be conscious of how you're spending money, but also where you're spending money in the city, like I said, with every street. I think that's great advice. And thank you so much for um, being here today on the podcast and sharing your beautiful song every street and also your wonderful experiences and everything so thank you so much for being here thank you so much for having me i really enjoyed this and thank you all to our listeners for tuning into this episode this week we feel so honored to have had joe on the podcast this week and hear all that he had to say about his abroad experience his song every street and also the different perspectives on travel throughout the uk and europe So if you want to listen to the entire Every Street song, it is available on Spotify and a wonderfully unique way to showcase what can come of a Notre Dame study abroad program. So thanks for joining me and Joe this week and be sure to tune in next week as we continue to venture beyond study abroad. There's a pair of wings where all the young girls learn to fly Give the perfect shot and we can make our spirits bright Call it trendy when the painter hides and misery behind I'll never be bored I'll never be bored